The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Colts Fans in Bills Land. We are your host, Matt Johnson. I am alongside Mr. Brandon Rogers. Brandon, how you feel, my man? What is good? What is up? What is new? Man, I'm pumped. Uh, we got some new players to talk about. We've got some news to finally cover. Uh, things are looking pretty swell here in the, you know, Colts Nation. Um yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. I'm stoked. How about you? I I'm excited. I'm excited. It was a very unique uh, draft weekend. I, I don't think things unfolded maybe the way we all thought that we would. I mean, that's the genius of Chris Ballard. We all think we know. Or what's that old Roddy? Is it an old Roddy Piper saying? When you think you've got the answers, I change the questions. Change all the questions, baby. How? <laughs> and he changed the questions today or this uh, week for sure. He, he most certainly Man. did. It was fun, and I, you know what? I was glad we were covering the, uh, uh, we were covering the draft on my two point conversation Facebook page, and I was just glad that I didn't stay up all night. And uh, you know, Chris Ballard trades back, you know, just before. But I think, uh, yeah, I think, like I said, there's a few picks, and we're gonna discuss them. That I was like, uh, maybe. But um, but most certainly, I think a lot, especially the first round. Uh, you know, you, you nailed it in our cross cross promotional mock draft. You uh, you, you nailed that one. That was a nailed it like Jesus. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Too soon. Uh, Too soon. <laughs> um, uh, see what happened. So the listeners, you don't understand. Myself and Brandon are starting our own church. It is the Church of Morgan Freeman. Um, we don't know the, the, the details, but it is beginning within the next year or so. So, uh, Colts fans in Morgan Freeman land. Um, <laughs> I love it. Copyright it. Book it. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it, my man. Um, so let's get into it. So, yeah. Uh, so other than aside from draft news, which is going to be the bulk of our episode for this day for today, finally, some substance for you guys. Uh, just a couple little tidbits. Uh, Mo Ali Cox signed his uh, signed his restricted free agents restricted free agent tender, which is exciting. Uh, Mo Ali Cox has been a, like a, just a, such a fun player for us over the last couple of years. A undrafted uh, tight end who, uh, for those for many, there's probably many who don't know this, did not play a down of football in college. He was a basketball player. He hadn't played football since high school. And he came onto the scene. He was a, he's a, been a very consistent, uh, big-bodied tight end for this Colts team, and I'm super happy to have him back. And he's got the best name in football. I mean, if you don't want less Allie Cox, you want Mo Allie Cox, that's for sure. 
Yes, we certainly got Mo of Allie Cox this past uh, this week. So it's exciting news that he's coming back. Um, some little hints in the press conference. Uh, Baylor did and Reich did a post uh, draft press conference, and it seems that uh, it seems that at least for the time being, obviously things could change. That uh, the Colts have moved on from Justin Houston, um, which is a little intriguing. Like officially, just moved on. I know free agency has been open for some time. Um, of course, there is still a chance that Justin comes back, which honestly, I don't hate the idea of that happening. I really don't. Um, but it seems, at least for the time being, that Chris Ballard and company have uh, have uh, are are moving on from Justin Houston. There's gonna be there's no talks right now. You know, I'm kind of torn about this because you know he's been productive the, the years he's been in Indy. Um, I still think he has some juice, but on the flip side, the only way that our young guys are going to get better is if they're playing. You know, they need more playing time, and the future is not in Justin Houston. The future is no. going to be in you know Kamoko Torre, uh, Ben Bonagu. Um, So you know these guys are going to need some reps. Quiddy Pay now, you know that we've drafted him. Uh, these guys need reps and. The only way that they're going to get better is if they, they have the live bullets. And unfortunately, Justin Houston is taking playing time away from those guys. I know that, you know, he can still produce at a high level. Hopefully, you know, he does that for a contender, not in the AFC. But I just the only way that our guys are going to develop is if they're playing and uh, they can't get better if Justin Houston is taking away snaps. So sadly, and unfortunately, that unfortunately, that is the truth. But uh you know, the, the, this Colts team, it's uh, this defense is looking a lot of fun. It's looking a lot of fun this year. Uh, and I guess this is the perfect segue because uh, there's not really much news outside of that. Um, let's head into this draft and talk about what unfolded. So the Colts picked at number 21 overall. And uh, and it, many thought they were going to trade back. I don't think you and I would have been surprised if Chris Ballard was like, hey, let's uh, let's get out of this and add some draft capital. But the board fell the way a lot of people the way a lot of people I think it hoped and uh, I know you mentioned like I said we already gave you props for it but the first overall selection for the Colts was defensive end out of Michigan Quiddy Pay um, I was excited I was very very excited let you know to see you know this unfold um, to watch it you know to, to see it happen the way it did uh, we knew that, you know, there was a couple different positions of interest, right? We wanted edge rusher. We wanted maybe cornerback and uh, offensive tackle. And the way that everything was, you know, the edge rusher class was really good at the top. And and we got Quiddy Pay, and I couldn't be more excited. What a great kid. What a great story. And what a great player uh, that we have coming to the Indianapolis Colts. You know, he fits everything uh, Ballard and Reich have been building. Uh, just solid person. You know, the football player side, just a great person. You could tell uh, in a post-draft uh, interview with his mother saying Amazing. she's retired now. Everyone that's talked about this guy just said what an outstanding person he is uh, inside and out. He's just a, a phenomenal person. Great player, of course. You know, he, he went 21st in the draft. Probably the best edge rusher, the most solid edge rusher in the draft. Um, yeah. High floor, high ceiling, but even a higher character. So it sounds like they got exactly what they wanted and you know, the guys in the building couldn't be more thrilled. So I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm very excited to see him. As you said, I predicted him coming to the Colts. I'm just glad that the, the board fell the way that it did. And I think we got uh, an outstanding piece, uh, a cornerstone piece for our defense. No, for sure. For sure. I'm looking at some of his stats from the last couple of years. 
of course. Oh, Rick. we don't have to look at the stats, you know, of course, <laughs> sacks and stuff. Yeah, we don't have to look at those. He's a disruptor. <laughs> he's, a, he's a disruptor. You know, I mean, yes. if you think, I mean, over his tenure, like I said, g- games played, he's played 20, let's see, 24, 28 games, 11 and a half sacks. Um, but obviously, you know, like I said, the stats aren't overwhelming, but he is a, high, a higher regarded um, defensive there should be Ed Rusher, same thing, defensive end, Ed Rusher. Um, so, like, and I like, he seems like a very coachable guy, too. Like, like, a, and like I said, this is the guy that Ballard and, and Reich seem to want, uh, for this team, for this edge rush that we needed so much. And, um, could he pay Indianapolis Colt? They, sh- they showed a picture of his biceps. And I was very, uh, <laughs> I was very intimidated when I, uh, when I seen they're like, oh, we're glad this guy's not tackling our, our quarterback. And, um, I'm definitely, I'm definitely in, in agreement of that. Watching his three cone drill is mind boggling. I've never seen someone so large move so quick and sudden. He's very sudden, explosive, super explosive. And yeah, the, the sack numbers aren't there. I kind of did a deep, deep dig into him after we drafted and saw that, you know, he, he, he did a lot of stunts in Michigan. I don't know what the coach was thinking, not utilizing him the right way. He, you know, he was kind of taking on the, the guards more than just going right after the quarterback, dropping into coverage. Yeah, a man true. built like that, you don't drop him into coverage. You tell him, hey, go get the quarterback. Get me the ball back. Correct. And, and I can't wait for him to be able to pin his ears back and just, you know, eat some quarterback kneecaps. I'm super excited <laughs> for it. Hey, man, wrong team. Wrong team. Oh, wrong team. Uh-huh. My bad. <laughs> That's hilarious. But, yes, we are very, very excited here um, at Colt Fan to Bill's Land to say that Quiddy Pay is our first pick. Um, an excellent choice indeed. I can't say enough good things about him, but I think the character thing is most important, but uh, the physicality he, he, he brings, this is the kind of guy that yes, you want to be um, staring down Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And uh, when we, we play the NFC, West wait, 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 no, no, wait, he, he, he's going to be second, the quarterback. Why would he be going after Josh Allen? He's like oh, you're right. You're right. My fault. My fault. Mitch Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky. There we go. Um, there we go. Going after Mitch, Tr- <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> so um so that was our first round selection i think everybody universally is very very happy the second round one uh this is where i was like huh uh-huh. uh yeah <laughs> like row like, raggy like what are we doing here um 54th overall selection in the second round uh we take another defensive end vanderbilt deo odeingbo nailed that pronunciation oda boyo oda is boyo. what i said oda boyo what the but oh boy. Oh. <laughs> yes. So we obviously, obviously defensive end was a big need for this team. Um, when you see it twice, like your first two picks, it's like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, de boyo. Oh, <laughs> basically <laughs> here. We, you know, we came into this draft. Uh, the Colts needed left tackle offensive line assistance. There probably was somebody that they could have taken here. Um, but apparently this Deo Ode Bing, Ode, Bingo, Ode Bingo, Ode Ingo, uh, is a very highly t- uh, touted talent. Uh, he was projected to be a first runner, honestly, but he had an ACL injury last year and he fell a little bit. Achilles. Achilles. Injury. My, my apologies. Uh, AC, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Achilles Ooh. and ACL. I'm just like, they're always like the same. I, they, I just feel like they're the same thing, uh, but they're actually, they're obviously not. So Achilles injury. No, 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 no. As a guy who tours Ace or Achilles, not the same thing. It sucks. I, uh, tell, tell him the story. 
of how you uh how you tore your Achilles and and, and well, right know, around and around what time of your life was it? <laughs> I uh, I was a big bad professional wrestler. I was wrestling almost every other weekend, and I I, I was getting married July thirtieth. So two months out from the wedding, my wife said, "All right, no wrestling. I don't want you getting hurt. You know, I got to keep that pretty face for all the pictures." Cool, no big deal. I won't wrestle. Uh, Fourth of July, we have a little family picnic, and I decide to play basketball with a bunch of like 16, 17 year olds. I uh, went to go dunk. I heard a snap, like someone let off a firecracker, and I thought someone kicked me in the back of my heel. I went down like a ton of bricks, uh, torn Achilles. I had to walk down the aisle with a little scooter and a peg leg. So yeah, you know, I didn't wrestle, but playing a little basketball, and I uh, forever changed my wedding, and my wife loved me for it. Thanks, Matt. I was going to say, <laughs> I was gonna say, does your lovely wife still give you uh, shit for it? Every day. Every day. <laughs> okay. I figured. It's always interesting, because I remember you showed up around your wedding time, I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's not good. That, yeah, you showed up, like, backstage to a wrestling show or something like that, and you had I'm like, oh, fuck, or dadgummit. No swearing. Dag gummit. Dag gummit. Dad gummit. Uh, so this guy is a project though. Deo Odingbo. I'm never gonna say that name right. Um, bit of a project as far as when he's going to be able to return. There's a lot of different questions uh, about when he is going to be eligible to um, play. Some are saying that this year might be a wash, which is which. Hearing that, it's like really second round. I mean, I get, apparently there were people eyeing him. Um, there were definitely people eyeing him, but. Um, some I've seen some things at September, October, he may be clear. So like a Julian Blackman, it may take, you know, a couple months, but he could be a end of the season, big boost to our edge. Uh, and hopefully he plays up to snuff. Hopefully he plays up to uh, capabilities and what Chris Ballard and Frank Reich believe he could be on the defensive, uh, on the defensive side. Yeah. You know, you, you think red shirt second rounder, especially with the kind of holes that we have on our team. You just go, what are you doing? This is kind of where Chris Ballard lost me. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, apparently other teams were thinking about getting him the second round. So competition was there. I'm thinking the Rams were one of the teams that I read that uh, were really high on him and were probably going to snatch mine up. Can you imagine being the Rams, not having a first-round pick, and then having your second-round pick not play all year? Oh, I know. Like, what? That would be the most Rams <laughs> thing. That would be the most Sean McVay oh Rams thing ever. Absolutely. But, um, you know, if it works out and he hits on this, he's going to be a genius. Like, for sure, getting Quiddy Pay and then Odoboyo. I'm going to call him Odoboyo for the rest of his life. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Bingo, bongo. But, you know, and having them both be just stud defensive ends and, and they can be like really the future. They could be the next Mathis and Greeny yeah. if you think about it. For Especially sure. With Buckner there, like, it could be huge. Yeah, but you know the, the the flip side. This guy doesn't play this year, and then he doesn't live up to the potential because an Achilles is a career-threatening injury. It he could never come back from this potentially. Potentially. So you know, Black, uh, Blackman wasn't rolled the dice last year. We think we just drafted a safety who tore his ACL. Or ACL. He's not going to be able to play. Next thing you know, he comes back in October and balls to freak out. So, so again, you know, Ballard may have lost me on this one. But I'm not gonna you know, count the chips down until I see see him cash out. I honestly, I think Ballard has gained enough trust from everyone to say, "Hey, look, 
you know, I, I'm good at this. Right. Let me do my thing. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I, I would have made this pick. He's got bigger balls than I am. So I, I really hope it works out, but it's just something like this is just fueling, you know, all the Ballard negative you know, naysayers and saying, Hey, look what he did. Oh, but you know, again, if he hits a home run with this, it's going to be phenomenal and just proves what a genius he is. Yes, no, for sure. There, there's a lot of Ballard hate on social media this past weekend. And I get it. Like it's a, in, in, I don't know. You can't really truly judge draft classes until that you've seen what they can do on the field. Right. That's it's, it's entirely true. And a lot of people are jumping to conclusions, you know, at first glance, I understand why there is concern. I understand why there is concern. You know, it, 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 it stinks to, to get a player and have to wait, you know, so long to see what they can be and whether they're worth it. I mean, it happens all the time in the NFL where uh, maybe not all the time, but it has happens more often than not. This is not a situation that's unique uh, to just the Colts. It's happened in several other situations and just things haven't worked out. So, uh, we're hoping for the best, but you are right. This could be a, ex- a very exciting uh, double defensive end, edge rusher, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, it just just tandem for years to come. And you know, last year we talked. Oh, last year we were like in win now mode, right? I think the Colts were in win now yep. mode. We got to do it now because all these big contracts are coming up. Now, like this year, I feel like Ballard has done a good job in in establishing that, hey, uh, we have some long-term, we have long-term potential here. Uh, Like he flipped the script. It wasn't like, oh, we got to win this, you know, which makes some of us look a little, you know, it it made me feel a little dumb because like I said, last year, it's like, oh, Philip Rivers got to win the big one before Darius Leonard and Quentin and all these guys got to get paid. But now I feel like we have long-term, there's some kind of long-term organization um, to all this. So it, it's definitely, uh, I'm liking how it's unfolding. I am. Um, our third round pick was Carson Wentz essentially. And we, uh, we've talked about him, you know, enough. I'm, you know, I'm warm again. I'm, I'm continually warming up to him. I do have his Jersey now. So, um, hopefully that pans out, uh, fourth round pick. I was at, uh, was at my favorite wing joint here in, uh, here in Niagara Falls, New York. Uh, Judy's want to give them a shout out. I'd love if they sponsored us, even though we trash Buffalo a lot, but they're technically not Buffalo. It's Niagara Falls. Uh, I was at Judy's when I seen them, they, they picked up uh, Southern Methodist University tight end Kylan Granson with the 127th overall pick. Um, I, I was cool with it. And, you know, it, obviously it was like Kyle Pitts when it came to the tight end class, it was Kyle Pitts that Pat Fryermuth was like way down here and then everybody else, not a significant tight end class, but um, obviously I think something that we need a little bit more consistency at Jack Doyle is injury prone as much as we love him. Old. Yeah, he is. uh, He has been around for a little while. Uh, Moeley Cox, as much as we love, I mean, he didn't even sign his restricted free agent tender by that point, but um, you know, he's also been prone to injuries occasionally as well. So Getting a fourth round pick here, a, a, you know, a, not a highly uh, sought after tight end, but, you know, I think what these middle round guys who could produce uh, m- most definitely, I, I seen they were showing some game film on him and uh, I, you know, I, I think he could contribute, you know, obviously we moved down from Trey Burton as well. So we got to get a little depth in our tight end room. Uh, and we know though that Carson Wentz loves his tight ends, right? He, he him and, um, you know, Zach Ertz hit it off a couple of years ago and then him and Dallas Goddard, you know, 
did well over the last, you know, previous couple of years as well. He needs his tight ends. So I'm okay. I'm very okay with the depth uh, with a, with a pick here and, and a potential, uh, potential future starter in Kylan Granson. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I don't know Morgan Granson. I, I saw some film. Uh, he looks a solid guy, a little undersized, um, but it looks like he could be a solid, you know, tight end for us. But I fell in love with Kenny Yabor. I thought he would have been perfect. He ended up going undrafted and being signed by the Jets. So, you know, that sucks. Stupid Jets. But I was really hoping your boy would be a, a, a Colt. Just because who doesn't want to say your boy? It's, it's a great, great name. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kyle Granson, from everything I've seen, looks like he should be a great scheme uh, fit for us or fits our scheme tremendously. And again, he's a fourth round tight end. If not, it's not a huge yeah, dent in our draft capital. And Ertz didn't get traded, so there's a good chance that we could still end up with, with Ertz. Um, oh. He's probably going to be released. So if we feel like, all right, Grant is not going to work, you know, we could also bring in Ertz and, and see what goes from there. There's so many options. And what I love about Ballard is that he knows that there are there's such a – roster and make moves you know it doesn't start through the first three weeks of free agency the draft and then you're done acquiring talent no you always stock the cupboard you're always looking for for better people and, and better you know players he never stops he never quits like trying to make the get the right pieces to fit so he looks great uh you know playing against the smaller schools and i i don't know he, he didn't he's not a great athlete to me so who knows who knows again i I won't doubt Ballard, but I thought that there were some better pieces out there than Kyle, uh, Kyle Granson. Right. This is where I was kind of like, oh, offensive line, maybe. This is this is definitely where I thought offensive line. And then I just kept like falling and unfolding that it wasn't going to be that um, without a doubt. So, uh, so yeah, the you know, obviously everything unproven, uh, but it's always, you know, if anybody's going to find a deep draft pick, you know, talent that's going to produce and help out the team it's it's going to be our boy chris ballard so all right our next pick the fifth over our fifth round pick 165th overall uh the colts selected florida safety sean davis which a lot of people um already saying hey this is the worst draft pick that chris ballard has ever made um like already saying it like he's the worst one out of this draft you know pick and i just like come on i like him I like him. I can't like we've done this. I, we've done this before. We've <laughs> done that. We right. We've done this before. We've gone around and do a oh, Ballard fail, and it's like no, just stop, just stop with the nonsense. All right. Last year, twenty four solo tackles, um, two interceptions. He had uh, one pass deflected. So a little bit lighter of a year, but he played seven games. Um, you know, this is obviously depth to you know definitely a depth move we got to keep the that's what late round picks like i don't know what you expect from any general manager in the national football league to get in the after the fourth round what do you what do you want from them not there's not one person who's gonna just you're gonna draft in the fifth round he's gonna be a he's gonna be a, a instant starter you have to keep these guys on their toes you even have to keep the backups on their toes 
All right. If a, if a backup gets comfortable, which we're going to talk about in a little bit uh, with our next pick, if a backup gets too comfortable, they're not being challenged. They're not going to get any better. Nope. Not at all. It goes for starters as well. Just as much. So there's a whole balance that, uh, you know, Chris Ballard has in mind with his pick and, and I was very much okay with it. You know, our secondary no, was not good last year. It's dunk from time to time. Yeah. You know, especially when, uh, you know, people start getting hurt. Uh, Blackman came back and he was nice and healthy, but man, anytime uh, Rock Yeston had to, you know, get heavy snaps because, you know, Rhodes was out or Kenny Moore was out. Uh, our, our deep coverage just stunk. You know, we were getting torched by Big Ben and Curry Willis went out in that Steeler game. And I think that was the main reason why we lost because yeah. Big Ben just started going over the top. So For we sure. need depth. I think Sean Davis is going to start scaring people. He's a thumper. He's going to hit. He's going to hit your hard. Uh, he probably play a little bit more special teams than actual like defense. Um, but again, he gets in there. He, he thumbs a couple of people around and they start alligator arming those footballs. So who knows? Worst pick ever by Ballard? I don't think so. You know, this guy might not see the field. It might not. But again, it's a freaking, you know, fifth round safety. Uh, what are you going to do? What really, honestly, you're going to do? And before these guys even take the field, how can you judge them? Saying, like, oh, the worst pick ever. He hasn't even played a snap in the NFL. <laughs> what are you thinking? Here, let me All right, read... give him some time. <laughs> let me reintroduce you guys to Deion Kane. Uh... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Deion Kane didn't deserve that. He did uh, not deserve that. <laughs> uh, just, hey, man, I'm just saying. And there's been a lot of doozies. <laughs> you know, I guess I get it. It's recency bias for a lot of people. But um, worst draft pick ever. No. No, we you need good special teams, and like I said, you need good depth. Who knows when you're gonna need this guy? Colts always have injury issues mid to like in the in the third quarter of the season to the the end stretch, right? Where we're always like, oh, we're on the cusp of maybe winning the AFC South title and getting a home playoff game, and then oh, you know, somebody gets hurt, Xavier Rhodes is out, you know, just so half our team gets COVID, half no Taylor, COVID. no Buckner, wide receivers yeah. out, Ty Hilton's hurt, like it's like yo. Yep. Yo, it that it's okay. Yeah, we need depth, you know, and then that's the big part of it. You need to have players that you feel comfortable with, and you know, when stuff starts getting a little tough and tight, and people start dropping, you feel you have all the confidence as guy to kind of step on up and at least carry his weight. That's what we need. People that just carry their weight and play the game, and you know, just keep the ball ahead of them. That's it. It's not that hard. Yeah, very, very excited for Sean Davis. Healthy. You get the right athletes in there. That's what – yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But but you're, you're right. You know, at some point, it's it's not about – like I said, fifth, sixth, seventh round, it's not just about talent. I mean, I think it's like that across the board with a lot of these picks, but a lot of it goes with maturity, what they're willing to do, put the work in and be better, right? That, that's all you can really ask from a lot of these late-round picks. Some, for a lot of teams, these fifth, sixth, seventh-round guys don't even make the practice squad. They end up finding themselves in free agency. Um, and, and the Sean Davis, I, I would say a lot of props to him. And, uh, you know, I hope that, like I said, I hope he pans out in one way or another and starts proving everybody wrong. Because I trust me. Future Hall of Famer, Sean Davis, to put out there right now. A lot of, there's going to be a lot of receipts if he pans out. A lot of receipts, that's for sure. Yes. All right. Moving on to our sixth round pick, 218th overall. The Indianapolis Colts select. Texas quarterback Sam Ellinger. Woo! Right? Shocker. 
I was actually Woo! very shocked. I was actually very, very shocked when I seen this because uh, I have a friend who's a Texas Longhorns fan. And he's like, you guys got a good one. And Sam Ellinger, you know, obviously he's not, you know, your Trevor Lawrence's or whatever, but, um, you know, he, he could be a problem someday. He could be. And, you know, my favorite thing about this pick was that every single person who was like Jacob Eason quarterback one were in a, <laughs> were, were like, were not in a good place. They were not in a good place after this pick was made. They're, they're probably like, what? We got a backup quarterback of Jason Eason or Jacob Eason. <laughs> you take Texas quarterback Sam Ellinger. I'm excited at the at the thought of this. I'm, I think they got a good talent here in the sixth round. Um, who's We need backup help, right? Yep. My first instinct yep. thought was that press conference where Chris Bauer was like, I don't think, I don't know if Jacob Eason's, you know, ready to be our QB2. Just like we said with Sean Davis, you got to keep guys on their toes. You got to make Jacob Eason feel uncomfortable because if not, he's going to stay flat. If he thinks he's just got the QB two job, he's never going to grow. So absolutely, you know, put a light a fire underneath them, make them compete. And I think, you know, he, I think he is going to, you know, I think he's a guy that you, you put his butt to the fire and he, he's going to work. And the great thing about this is it was a sixth round pick. This kid doesn't play a down for the Colts. Okay. Big whoop. Hey, worst comes to worst. Yeah, we cut him. And he doesn't make the practice squad. Okay, fine. But think about that scenario. Say him and Eason both, you know, kind of just show some flashes in the preseason. We stash these guys away. Say another team loses their quarterback. And wanna what? They want to start kicking the tires on Eason. They want to start kicking the tires tires on Ellinger. Hey, we'll throw you a fourth, a third round pick for one of these guys. Like we're a little desperate right now. Well, let's see what one of these guys young guys have. I mean, just the stash them away. You can never have too many quarterbacks on your team, too many good quarterbacks. I mean, they're the biggest capital in the NFL. You can trade one, get something for them. Just do that. Who cares? Again, it's not like we had so many holes on our team that, all right, no, we really need to start drafting for need. We start drafting for need. No, we were drafted by best player available. In the sixth round, this kid might have been the best player available. We can probably get more for him than we would for a, a wide receiver Running back, you know, if we were to trade them in the in the future, For who sure. knows? Or, well, or take a shot, offensive lineman here, or just another offensive lineman, right? Yep. You know, because I mean, they were trash. Six round pick. You're talking about trash players. These aren't people that you no know, like pin gems. No, sorry, especially in this year with COVID, you didn't have the scouts, you didn't have the kind pro of talent evaluation. Yeah, well, pro day, but no combine, no combine. Excuse me. Exactly. I mean, you really, you're not. You, you got to throw this year. In out you don't know what you're working with so really you're kind of just guessing and hoping for the best yeah and you all right <laughs> no it's, you been, it's it, been a rough week i know <laughs> <laughs> i know i like yeah i i really i really like this move here um because the future is uncertain at quarterback and a lot of everyone was sending me like these memes with uh <laughs> Everybody was sending me these memes with like Carson Wentz, like having like a tra traumatic, like Vietnam War experience, seeing uh, another <laughs> team that he's on take another quarterback. And I'm, like, it was hilarious, but it's like, yo, project, project guy. If, if people want, if Sam Ellinger was, you know, every, you know, he would have went higher if he was truly a threat for Carson Wentz. 
but also quarterback controversy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> get, that, get the heck out of here with that nonsense. But it's it, yeah, Colts Twitter is is uh, amazing, absolutely amazing. I liked it. Uh, you know, obviously a proven starter at a big time football school, so I'm I'm here for it. Uh, two seventh round picks. All right, first and foremost, you have the 229th overall Charleston wide receiver Mike Strachan. Strachan. He's our hidden gem. I'm putting out there right now. He's our hidden gem. Six foot five. ran like a four three. Get out of here. This guy's gonna be a baller. Yeah, yeah. I would. You know, that's the kind of that's the kind of big body guy that you want to extend drives, right? That's the kind of yep. you want that tall white, right? We've been looking for a tall wide receiver, a very tall wide receiver. And this guy sounds like it. I mean, yeah, seventh round, but, you know, the, the height and stuff, that's going to go a long way. That's going to go a long way. You can't Ooh. teach that. Come nope. on. And who knows? A big body guy like that, maybe you convert him to a tight end. If I be. would love that. I think that's the best move to do. You, you put him out at a tight end. He's like 225, six foot five. He'll be a mismatch problem for sure. In fact, yes. my man team. I'm going to switch more to tight end. I want to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> so good luck. Come on, yeah. let's go. That that was my first thought when I seen it because I mean I, I mean wide receiver depth is not a bad idea, um, if, you know for the Colts. There's no doubt about it. We know our wide receiver. This isn't the best wide receiver core um, that's in the in the NFL. But uh, but yeah, I mean yeah, that body type I feel like it would be a perfect tight end fit. You put him in there, and uh, that that's your third down guy. Look to him to make some plays. And I think would be okay with that. But yes, I was very okay with the wide receiver in the seventh round. I would have been okay with it at just about any point in this draft. I really would have, depending on who it was. Um, but yes, I was very okay with uh, with Bauer taking a wide receiver here. Um, our final pick, seventh rounder, 248th overall. The Colts selected Penn State offensive guard, Will Fries. Woohoo! Offensive lineman, finally! I yeah, know. I hope that was for the that was for all the internet trolls. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think so. He said, "What on what? Here, here goes your lineman." Yeah, here Bam, goes your lineman. Bam! See, we appeased you. Uh, <laughs> you know, Chris Bauer looking at all of our stuff. Uh, you know, again, seventh round. Like, it's it's, it's not a high priority. You know, high talent guy, but he's going to be a guy who's going to be competing for a starting job. And we've talked. You and I have talked about some of the different pieces uh, that we have at offensive line, and this actually probably isn't too bad of a move. <laughs> uh, you know, all things considered. Sam, Sam Tevy, baby. Sam Tevy. That's our guy. Uh, <laughs> Sam Tevy. So a um, little bit of depth there. I'm obviously okay with it. I'm, overall, I'm very, very happy with how this draft panned out. I really, truly am. What was the biggest shocker to you? The biggest shocker, mm-hmm. um, it's tied between taking another defensive end in the second and taking a quarterback. Solid. Like for me, it's it's weird. For me, it's weird to take, especially in a position like that of high need, which I understand two in a row. I mean, two, two in a draft, but two in a row as well. Like even like this is a weird comparison. Obviously, a much more important position, but. Uh, 2012, you know, uh, when Washington t- drafted both RG three and Kirk cousins, mm-hmm. when they, I think they had yep. Colt McCoy on the roster, if I'm not mistaken, you took two guys at the, at the same position, uh, in the same draft. It just, it's, it's weird. It's like, are you not confident in your first choice? You know, uh, 
so that was a bit shocking to me. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, I'm pretty sure Chris Ballard and all of Colts, Colts Nation, uh, our hashtag Colts arm was very, very confident that Quiddy Pay was the guy. But uh, taking a second defensive end was a little bit surprising, uh, I, I think, especially two in a row. Your first two picks when I think there was some decent offensive line, but I think Ballard got a lot of value out of Deo uh, Odeingbo. Yeah, man, you know, and that 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 wasn't for me. Not picking a, a offensive lineman in the second round. I thought for sure, you know, penciled on in, we're either trading back, we're getting offensive lineman. One of those things is going to happen. Not happen, but I think I know why. You know, today the Chicago Bears cut uh, Charles Leno. Yeah, great left tackle. You know, he's he's been solid for them. Pro Bowler, uh, really good left tackle. Ballard has some friends in the franchise. He might have known, hey, you guys are drafting a left tackle. You guys are drafting a, a, an offensive lineman. Are you going to cut? Great. We have his former uh, you know, offensive line coach in the building. Now our current offensive line coach. Ballard knew. He had to have known that Leno was going to become available. He, he likes to get his pieces throughout the, you know, throughout the year, not just during the draft or before the draft during free agency. He had to go in there with the plan. Like we're going to get Charles Leno. We're going to get fit. We're going to get somebody and not have to worry about starting Sam Tevy. Cause if he starts Sam Tevy at left tackle, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I, I do not want that. I do not want that at all. Not even like in the slightest. No. Like I no, might wake I, mean, I would wake up from a night night terrors if Sam Tevy was starting. I mean, do we not learn anything from Grigson? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just broke Andrew Luck. We're, we're trying to fix Carson Wentz. Can we do this the right way, please? At least get Casanzo out of retirement, something, please. <laughs> I that would make me a little bit happier. But uh, I like the idea that the Bears guy, the Bears offensive lineman coming, and he's still young. He's still pretty good at what he does. Uh, You know, he's been their starter for, what, six years, I think they said. So, yeah, why the heck not? But, but, all right, so overall, what would you give this draft class? What would you give this draft grade, just kind of looking at it um, and, and taking into consideration some of the things that we've talked about today? Oh, at this moment, I, I want to give them two grades. If, you know, our boy, Odoboyo, Oboyo, does play, plays well, you know, plays up to the, the potential, potential that we all think that he can play to, I'll give it a, I'll give it a B. You know, very solid draft. Again, some questionable moves, but I would give it a B. Turns out that this kid doesn't come back to, to what he could play or like a fraction uh, of what he is, or if he just sits out all year, you know, I'm going to have to give it a, a C minus. Right. That big of a swing. Only because I, I don't get the quarterback pick. I think there, there are some other places that we could have gone. Um, again, tight end in, in the fourth. I, I like him. I don't love him. Uh, again, I, I thought there were some, you know, more talented players on the board at that time. I love the Quiddy pick, and that's really the only one that I'm head over heels with. So I'm the yeah, same way, I, you know, I'm, a, yeah, I, I'm definitely feeling the same way. A lot of it, I think a lot of it rests on potential. A lot of it rests yeah. on 
Um, things have to go the right way, right? Whether it's health, whether it's pe- player development, uh, you know, a lot of different things that have to go the right way. So I'd, I'm, I'd probably say, yeah, at first glance, like a C plus, C, C, I mean, C, C plus, same, same damn thing. Uh, so I've said, but you are right. The quitty pay one is the biggest one, you know, biggest one. Like last year, you know, we, we take Jonathan Taylor and you're like, whoa, that's awesome. That was our first pick in the second round, right? Michael Pittman. No, whoa. but Pittman was. No, yeah. Pittman was. That's yeah. right. That's right. But Jonathan yeah. Taylor came. It's like, whoa. Okay, because Pittman was being talked about as a potential first-round guy. And I get it. So there wasn't a lot of depth at certain positions. Um, and offensive positions tend to be a little bit more flashier. But, um, you know, and then you take a core, uh, uh, one of the – I'm going to say higher type. But Easton was uh, one of the little bit better regarded, you know, guys he fell a couple yep. rounds that that you know a lot of people didn't think he sh- would have originally um but yeah this year it was like because i think this year was just a lot of the our the colts biggest needs were some of the, the the not sexy positions right you know we're we're okay we're we're satisfied with our wide receiver group we have a quarterback for the time being uh we have a running back you know, some of the, the positions that we grabbed are not like the big name ones. And I think a lot of people yep. just love to see, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, like when people get, ex- people get excited about skill position guys getting drafted all the time. And a lot of it, you know, Ooh, Cleveland, Oh, we got Johnny football as our quarterback. <laughs> and then things like, you know, things unfold. Um, so it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it wasn't the most flashiest one, but I think, you know, we. it's one of those ones where you have to see it on field. You're going to have to see that. You do. It should be like that for any draft class, but, you know, like last year there was just a lot of excitement, um, you know, for some of those. And this year I think it's just a lot of, okay, we're going to have to sit down and wait um, a little bit. We're going to have to sit down and wait a little bit, which is perfectly okay. Well, yeah, I mean, last year's draft, we had a lot of instant contributors. Uh, You know, Pittman had a little bit of a slow start, but we saw him, like, really nail uh, towards the end of the season. Jonathan Taylor, you know, was contributing. William Blackman, we didn't think he he would, but then he did. Uh, I knew right off the bat Isaiah Rogers is going to be a problem in the return game. You know, we we had a lot of people show their, their, their potential and their skill and ball out. Looking at this group, I don't see that happening this year besides Quiddy. You know, does Granson explode and and really kind of, you know, make his presence known? I don't think so. You know, um, we're we're not going to see our boy uh, maybe all year long. So who knows? I I don't see us having the same kind of rookie impact this year like we did last year. And, you know, we can't have that every year. I I get it. We, We can't. But it still doesn't make us make it any less disheartening like, man. Like, say if we would have just nailed, like, three solid contributors early on, our team's better than that. Our team's better flat, or this year than it was last year. So a lot of these guys are going to be fighting for a spot. I just wish that we could have upgraded a couple more positions than we did. I agree. Uh, I, I'm in the same boat. But, yes, yeah, I mean, overall, our team uh, improved. You got to think what last year was compared to, you know, what, what, we're, what we went into last year like versus what we're going into this year like right last year we're coming off a seven and nine season uh little to no pass rush a terrible offense and we we acquired you know we necessary pieces to kind of make it and then now this is you know uh 
I feel like it's it's probably a good problem to have. I think it's a good one to acknowledge. Like, you know, like Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. Like, what, what do you, you know? What like you know the few that there are. You know, uh, <laughs> like they just re-signed and brought back their entire squad. Like, what do you go after and get in a draft? Right? What do you go after and that makes your team better in a draft class? Like you know, like this one. And I think it applies with the Colts here. You know, it, what, were the Colts the perfect team? Were the Super Bowl champions? No, not at all. We addressed one of our biggest needs. All right, a lot of stuff. Some of the other stuff has been re-signed players, a little bit of free agency. Uh, but I think Colts fans don't have a reason to be disappointed. You know, uh, we had a draft at a higher spot this year. The higher spot, of course, we're not going to get um, these these top-end wide receivers. You know, of course, we're not going to get these top, you know, a top end tight end and so and maybe a top end cornerback or anything like that. I was I, it's I think people have to look at it like that, too, that we are. We are a better team than we were uh, a year ago heading into the draft. And now it's more now it's more few needs, more so depth where last year was, hey, holy shit, we have some needs we have to address and maybe we'll get some depth guys towards the back half. And that's the thing, you know, I think that uh, when it all comes down to it, we're a better team than we were last year, but we haven't improved as much this year as we did last year. And yeah. that's what people are going to like really grade this draft, this draft class. Have we improved more this year than we did last year? No, but we're a better team. So it's just, you got to take what you can get. We can't be spoiled. So, yeah, I, I know I wish that we just hit on some other positions. But, again, you know, we're creating some competition and, you know, creating doubt. So you, yeah. you can't be mad at it. You can't. Absolutely, my friend. Well, it's going to be a long way till September. Well, August, September. Well, I, they're probably, I, right, I, well, preseason's going to be shrunk, shrunk down. But it's going to be a little bit of a long way. Uh, but we have plenty to talk about. In the meantime, I'm sure we're going to find some, some fun stuff to discuss uh, in between. And, of course, there's any news. Uh, our, probably our, our probably our next big discussion uh, episode will be in two weeks when the schedule gets released, uh, which is expected yep. to be on May 12th. So it won't be. I think we'll have an episode drop before the schedule release. And then the following week we'll be uh, we'll be taking a look at it. Um, so we'll discuss that, you know, to just maybe do some very early picks. And uh, honestly, you know what? Uh, and we could. I mean, we are a Colts. We are the Colts, you know, the Colts fans. We play in the AFC South, uh, you know, and we can start eyeing some of our competition, you know, next week. Brandon, do you want to look at, you know, Houston, Tennessee and Jacksonville and see how their off seasons are comparing? Yeah, they all suck. We'll do that. <laughs> we'll just shame them. Shame, shame, shame. We will shame them for <laughs> an entire episode. Uh, but that is a wrap on this one, everybody. This is our just draft recap. A lot of very, very fun weekend. Um, but I understand a lot of questions. Trust me, we're, we're with you on that. But uh, Ballard obviously has a plan. Brandon, do what you do best and close this show out. Well, this uh, weekend, I was going shopping with my son. You know, I had him in the car and we're going up the, the cereal aisle. And it kind of reminded me back when I was a kid. You know, you, you go to the, the grocery store with your parents and you see like the big box of Fruit Loops with Toucan Sam on there, like, Oh man, I really want some Fruit Loops. Yo, Dad, can we get some Fruit Loops? Oh no, we'll get the uh, the Wegmans Loops. 
uh, you know, the off-brand kind instead at the, at the bottom here that came in the in the Ziploc bag. Look at that one instead. You know, they, they taste the fruit, same. Fruit you know, rounds. it's not the name brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fruit rounds, whatever they're called. Like, well, all right, all right, well, you know, no, I want Fruit Loops. I want the real thing, the genuine article. No, it's just the same. It tastes just as good. They never tasted as good. Never, ever, ever. And that's actually what I witnessed in the draft, you know? Uh, Chris Ballard drafts a defensive end in the first, a defensive end in the second. I see that Brandon Bean drafted a defensive end in the first, defensive end in the second. After us. Brandon Bean, you are a fruit round. You are not Chris Ballard. You're an off-branded GM. And I just hope that you know that you're bland and you're horrible and no one likes you. Go Colts. Go Colts. Chris Bowers of Fruit Loop. We'll talk to you next week right here on Chris. Uh, damn it. We'll talk to you next week right here on Colts fans of Bills land. Thank you so much. And uh, ta-ta for now. Get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right. We can do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set, mother Delay of game, offense.